a robot hating human gets an emotional robot. Could this be a case of unlikely friendship? Welcome to the Untitled Nonsense Podcast, where I talk about topics nobody cares about or asks for, stress about imaginary problems, and get angry about stupid stuff. I'm still trying to bring it for both of our co-hosts, but, you know, what else is new? And I am still out to make you laugh or fill you with sympathy rage. Enjoy. Hi, guys. I know it's been a minute, okay? But I'm back, and I also will be talking about a bit about what's, you know, been going on, whatever, um, in what in the world at the end of this episode. So if you are curious... That's where you're going to find out. Okay, so now let's get into the episode. <sighs> we deserved more, <clears throat> oh, excuse me, <clears throat> almost human. Um, anyway, I always want to say um, almost human, which is the, um, oh, I was going to say Katy Perry, that is not her name. Oh, Christina Perry. You know, she's saying about the draw of hearts. Is that her name? I am the worst, but... You know, and you've been missing it. I know, I feel you. Okay, so. Almost Human only had one season, which is a shame, a shame, a shame of sin, I say to you. So, I'm going to hit you with the, the I was going to say facts. I'm going to hit you with stats. Um, Almost Human uh, episodes had a runtime of a wonderful 40 minutes, which you know I love. It falls into the genres, science fiction, cyberpunk and a crime drama and you know i live for a crime drama <laughs> okay um i'm really on one today guys don't know if you can tell considering it only had one season it got some pretty good reviews 8 out of 10 on imbd 69 percent on rotten tomatoes and 9 out of 10 on tv.com kind of great like super sick reviews oh god this is not working <laughs> You know what I'm like, guys. I have to click over on the page and it's not bloody working. It has to not respond when I'm trying to be, like, great and get on top of things. It just is not happening. Thank you. Okay, so let's get into the show. The show is set in 2048. And the upsetting thing about that to me is that that's only 28 years away. Um, And I can already tell you the tech in this show is so advanced that in 2048 is way 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 would have been way too early for the tech in this show to exist it may however be in its infancy i'm not sure can't see into the future i'm not clairvoyant unfortunately (sighs) i feel like i am breezing through anyway so there was a big evolution in science and technology in 2048 um to the point that it started like to cause the crime rates to rise to an astounding 400%. And to be completely honest with you guys, I don't even know what that would look like. Like, I am a person that doesn't want to look at the crime stats, you know, because I feel like I find it sometimes hard to sleep when I think about certain things that make me upset. Um, and I want to be able to sleep because I, I feel like if I looked at the crime reports and the crime stats in my area, I would never sleep again. And honestly, first of all, I don't want to die, and you can definitely die from not sleeping. And second of all, I don't want to commit a crime, because you can commit a crime for being doolally in the brain. So, 
Just saying. Um, anyway, back to the show. To combat this, what I would say is clearly an overwhelmed police force, because obviously if the crime rate is at 400%, the cl- you know, the, the police force in current times in my life, in 2020, this is the year we're in, you know. I, I, I'm sorry, I reminded you, I know it's been a bad year. Anyway, so yeah, in my current life, in the current time I'm in, um, they are understaffed, they're undermanned, they can't do nothing, you know, they need a lot of stuff. And you think if the crime rate was at 400%, I don't even think we'd have a police force here. I really don't. 400%? I don't even know what it is. I told you, I don't even know what it is. I can't. I'm spiralling. I feel like I can't breathe. Okay. Um. Anyway, so in the show, the police force is clearly very obviously overwhelmed. And they decide to implement a new policy. Every human police officer is paired with a lifelike combat android. Um... Who, for the most part, to me, anyway, looks a bit like Crichton from Red Dwarf. If you know, you know. Kind of in the sense that, like, they are very overly robot-looking, you know. Um, Kind of creepy, I'm not gonna lie. Anyway, so enter our first character. John Kennix, played by Carl Urban. And I know what you're thinking. Why do I know that name? And I'll tell you why. I will tell you for why you know that name. You know that name because my boy has been popping off. Okay, he has been popping off all over the place. So he was in the remake of Judge Dredd. I didn't watch it because it was not really for me. But my dad watched it and I was in the room. <laughs> I was just probably like watching YouTube on my tablet or whatever. But I saw some of it and I was like, don't like it. Not for me. Anyway, he was also in Lord of the Rings. He is Bones in the new Star Trek films, um, which he is great in, by the way. <clears throat> it's so, <clears throat> excuse me. <clears throat> it's so funny to me because everything I watch him in, he's very, very like the characters are like really well rounded and really different. I really do love him as Bones, um, in the new Star Trek film, by the way. He is um also hold out for a hot take in Four Ragnarok, which to me is by far. The more superior, the better, the best for film. Sorry, come at me if you want to, but you better be fucking ready, bitch, because that is the tea. Anyway, and <clears throat> by far his best role for me, to be honest, he plays Billy motherfucking Butcher in The Boys on Amazon Prime. And I tell you now, guys, if you haven't seen it, go and watch it. If it's the only thing you ever listen to me about, Go and watch it. It is so fucking good. We watched the first episode of um the new series. Oh my god. When I say to you, me and my dad were watching it. My mum was kind of sleeping. She's had a hard day, whatever. Anyway, she was tired. So she was like kind of napping. And me and my dad, like something happened. And we were like, oh! Guys, watch it. Be surprised. Be impressed. Be obsessed. It's amazing. Anyway... <laughs> Getting back to it. Anyway, so get back to his character, John Kinex. Kinex? I connect. It's it's really not an easy name to say. I don't know if it's a sound or a sound. I don't know. Anyway, he's a troubled detective with a pretty good reason to hate these new Rubux robot partners. Uh, Almost two years prior, Kenex and his squad were raiding the hideout of a violent gang known as the In Syndicate. (coughs) 
but ended up being ambushed and outgunned. Um, Kenick tried to save his badly injured human partner, but the accompany, 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 oh for God's sake, the accompanying, I can't say it, you know what I'm saying, the, the, the robot that they were with, the logic-based android officer abandoned them both because the wounded, the wounded man's chances of survival were low and that wouldn't have been logical to save him. Um, there was also a big explosion which took off Kenick's leg and killed his partner. Uh, so, cause, um, because there's not many, there was only 13 episodes in the season, I didn't tell you that. There wasn't a lot. <clears throat> Sort of to kind of go through like i said it only got one season but um so we're just going to give you the like synopsis and stuff and things that i kind of remember from it that's just what i'm going to do sorry about it um okay so this is kind of part of the first episode so i'll probably re-go over that but after waking up 17 month from a 17 month coma kenix has to deal with a cybernetic prosthetic that's actually kind of a mouthful and i'm, I'm kind of into it cybernetic prosthetic leg and huge gaps in his memories which he tries to recover through visiting a black market memory recovery doctor called a recollectionist i said that right and i'm impressed um in the city slums besides trying to remember as much as he can about the raid the and the syndicate it said in syndicate the syndicate whatever he is also coming to terms with being abandoned by his ex-girlfriend Anna and to be honest sounds like a fucking bitch I'm just saying if you can leave a man when he's in a coma <laughs> um I was just I've been watching a lot of Cougar Town I know this is really super irrelevant but she was saying that she's um she just went from boyfriend to boyfriend to boyfriend and she's never been single and that she left her boyfriend when he went into a coma so and then she's like I gotta visit him anyway back to it Kenix is then recalled to the force by Captain Sandra Maldonado, who's played by the new Taylor, um, and partnered with a standard issue MX-43 android, which he soon throws from a moving vehicle when it threatens to report his unusual behaviour. I think he does it at least twice. He throws one from the moving car, and I think he pushes one out of a building, because he don't like them, because they're fucking snakes. And I understand and respect and appreciate that. Anyway. Um, and because uh, he definitely kills more than one. And because of this he is assigned a replacement android. An older DRN model. Originally decommissioned for police work. And and was uh, transferred. Or about to be transferred to the space station. That's the model he's got. Created to be as close to humans as possible. The DN. D-N, D-R-N, I'm thinking D-N-R, which is do not resuscitate. D-R-N, different, androids have trouble dealing with their, dealing with some of their emotional responses, which is the reason they were replaced with the logic-based MX unit. <sighs> Kenick's unit is known as Dorian, and he's played by Michael Ely. I hope that's how you say his name, I'm not really sure. Who you may know from Barbershop. Underworld Awakening and Seven Pounds. I have not seen any of those movies, but they were the names I knew of. So maybe you might have seen him in that. And if you are a part of the Beehive, as to say, a fan of Beyonce, you might recognise him from her Halo music video. And yes, I am aware that is an old video. 
but he's in it. So he's also been in other shows like Being Mary Jane, Flash Forward, and if you've listened to this podcast before, I'm so out of breath. <sighs> I'm so out of tune. Um, if you've listened to me on this podcast before, you might have heard me talk about Stumptown, which is an excellent show. Definitely give that a watch if you can find it. I can't, I, whatever. It's good. Watch it. It's excellent. Um, he plays the police officer by the name of Miles Hoffman, alongside Colby Smulders, who played Robin Chabosky slash Sparkles, slash Dagger, and Jake Johnson, who is Nick from New Girl. And yes, I know they've been in other things, but it is not about them. It is about Michael Ealy. Thank you. Where was I? Dorian. Um... Girl, I need to take a breath. Okay, so Dorian immediately proves himself a unique, unique, with a clear dislike of being referred to as synthetic. He has a dry, friendly, um, he's a dry, friendly, sarcasm-oriented wit. Key to the story arc is the growth and development between Kenix and Dorian's relationship, because obviously he is a robot, um, Dorian, and thing he doesn't like robots which is understandable he literally killed one of them by throwing them out of a moving car okay so i think this is is this the right kind of thing so like i said after losing his leg in a dis- devastating ambush and spending 17 months in a coma, detective john kennix is using a black market recollectionist i didn't say as confidently last but this time to try and remember exactly what happened he returns to active service and is assigned an old DRN unit called Dorian, whose software was based on a synthetic soul program, which gave them emotions. Meanwhile, Detective Vogel is another person that they worked with, but we're not going to focus on them because my main two are Carl Urban and Michael Ely. That's who I've decided to focus this on, so get off my back. Um, is captured by the In Syndicate. <clears throat> and is killed by mysterious gas technician 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 uh rudy lum discovers that the criminals used the stolen biotechnology to create a weapon that targets cops specifically they discover the criminals are planning to steal evidence related to the 6663 the case the six the 6663 case at the police precinct the police are able to stop the attack on their headquarters and capture the leader but they are not sure what the gang intended to steal however in uh, the camera pans to show that 6663 in fact is in fact the head of a female android unit that was the first episode <sighs> as the second episode is called skin because i'm just telling you that now okay Kenix and Dorian investigate the murder of a businessman in a motel room and missing persons case involving robots. As it is discovered, he makes synthetic skin for robot prostitutes, um, termed intimate robot companions or sex bots, which are allowed as human trafficking has declined more than 40% since the technological advancements. While synthetic skin is a it I can't. While synthetic skin has advanced greatly in realism, it pales in comparison to genuine human skin. As a result, there are there is a market for improved sex bots with human skin. Oh 
Oh, I'm upset reading that. Oh, that just... Oh. I've watched way too many murder stuff about people that do stuff like that. And that made my skin crawl a little bit. I apologise to you if that's how you felt too. Okay. As a result, there is a market for improved sex box with human skin. Oh, upset me again. Why did I reread that? In order to make these sex box engineers... Oh, my God. Sorry, sorry. Skip ahead to the next bit. This is not going to be cute. Um, harvest skin grafts from women previously abducted from the streets by tracking their life history of one of the sex box, Vanessa. Um, they locate... The location of her first activation leads police to a warehouse where women are being held. It's revealed that the businessman was murdered as his partner had joint intellectual property rights in a line of sex box which are inferior to the RRDF incorporating human skin. In the meantime, Kenick tries to find closure in a piece of his troubled past by visiting the family of his dead partner. Also, real quick, so Kenix has a ro robotic leg. I feel like I told you that at the beginning. He has a robotic leg, but his robotic leg is kind of dodgy, so sometimes it will look full metal, and sometimes he, like, he hits it a couple of times and then it will look like normal skin. Just wanted to throw that in there. Okay, so... <clears throat> are you receiving... It's episode three. Kenix and Dorian are faced with an... Inter interesting. With an intense hostage situation where terrorists bomb the server room of a building. Captain, Ma Captain Maldonado is hoping to protect the hostages by meeting the terrorist demands and hoping Kenix and Dorian can get close enough to stop the hostage takers. During a brawl with one of the criminals, Kenix and Dorian discover that the that a face projection device is masking the criminal's ID of the known terrorist. Dorian's CPU is damaged as a result of the fight and is put in trash and is put together with the trash bin materials. The pair discover that the plan the plan for the terrorists was to distract the police who were jamming tech who used jamming tech to block communications from noticing a highest nearby palladium bank worth millions in raw metal ore? <laughs> Aura? Or? I don't know. When Dorian distracts the hostage takers, Kenix neutralizes them and alerts the police to their plot. With the day saved, hostages alive, and the heist stopped, Dorian and Kenix are held by their co workers. I'm trying to think. Because I like had a thingy. <sighs> I can't remember what it was. I had a little brain sort of, you know, like when you get an idea and the little light bulb goes ding. Um, I couldn't remember what it was. <clears throat> the Benz is episode four. Um, I, you get it. You know how numbers work. Uh, a deadly new drug called. Oh, that's what it was. So the things that they were using, the projection, face projection device. I remember thinking, this is so cool, and if this ever exists, we are fucked. So basically, what these people did, right, because there was cameras, because cameras everywhere, because, you know, society. Um, that's my ex my explanation. Anyway, they would, like, spray their face with this stuff, and to cameras, it would look like diamonds. Crazy shit. It was, like, super fun to see, though. I'm not going to lie. Like, watching it, it's like, oh, wow, that is nuts. But yeah, if that happens, we are fucked. <coughs> Anyway, the Benz. A deadly new drug called the Benz is wreaking havoc on the streets, supplied by a mysterious criminal. 
called Bishop. The only way to take him down is from the inside, which means Kenneth and Dorian need to help Rudy infiltrate the Bishop organisation as a drug cook. The murder of an undercover narcotics detective, Kuba, causes the initial assumption that he was the supplier and there is no official report of his underwork, undercover work. But Kenneth knew the victim and would... And works to clear his name. Kenneth and Dorrance follow the lead. And Rudy makes a batch of 95% pure bends. Which has which has him meet the bishop. Bishop is actually Alexio Barzo. Uh, the captain of the, 25, the 25th precinct narcotics. Who was supposedly investigating the bishop. <gasps> oh my god I can't even. I, I feel like I'm, rem- I'm re-watching the episode. I remember that. Kenneth catches him and neutralizes him for his corruption and for killing an old friend of his. Don't do it, bitch, because he will fuck you up. Um, Blood Brothers. When one of the two witnesses in the trial of the genius philanthropist, blah, 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 I can't say it. I can say it. No, I can't. <laughs> philanthropist. That's the closest I'm going to get, so we're going to move on. Ethan Avery is killed. Kenix and Dorian are tasked with keeping the remaining witness, Maya, safe and solving the murder. It is later discovered that the gen- that genetics once was a specialist. The geneticist was once a specialist in cloning before legalization banned the science. When Kenix and Dorian are taking Maya to the precinct, they are intercepted by a gunman. Kenix, duh, being the badass that he is, kills um, one who is the spitting image of Ethan Avery, which leads, which leads the, leads them to believe that Avery knew Doctor Fuller because Fuller cloned Avery. Fuller cloned Avery. Detective Stahl goes to see Doctor Fuller's mother, where she finds the evidence of cloning at the at the. Oh my god, at the rendezvous. And I'm just going to ask you this real quick. I know it's not really anything to do with what I'm talking about. Have you ever seen rendezvous written down? It is such a fucking weird word. But honestly, I'm kind of here for it. Moving on. Uh, at the rendezvous, the clones see through the poly, the poly, and attempt to escape, only for Dorian to catch up and kill the clones. Maya testifies and Avery goes to prison. He returns a box of possessions recovered from the fire. Oh, I think that says arrhythmia. Also another weird word written down. All right. When a man walks into the hospital with a gun demanding medical treatment, predicting his exact time of death and then collapsing at the exact same time. Kenix and Dorian are called in. The man died in possession of a mechanical heart he should not have had. The partners, sorry, it was like a dash. I was like, what is that word? The partners embark on an investigation to the seedier side of the human replacement organs like Marcus. (sighs) Simon says, a man is killed by a cyber criminal um, who strips bombs, oh, strips, straps bombs onto his victims to show their demise live on TV to get viewers. During this time, a solar flare disrupts the power grid and the androids receive um, limited charging 
limited charging which leads to dorian having personal issues oh my god that episode is so fucking funny so because dorian can't charge unlike the other mx robots they're just like meet more you know robots whereas dorian is more like a person so when he can't charge it's like he's being tired and you know what well you actually don't know what i'm like when i'm tired i'm too people if i'm overtired i'm a bitch if i'm tired i'm really funny um i'm also a bitch i'm not gonna lie i'm a both of them i'm a bitch i can be nasty i can be like shady basically what i'm trying to say so dorian there's this guy that works in the office i can't remember his name he's another police officer on the show and he is nasty like he just makes snide comments he's a bit of a bitch you know a bit shady a bit sassy whatever and he starts with dorian on the wrong day he picked the wrong one that day he says something to dorian and dorian bitch slaps him like bow don't look at me like that and it's because he couldn't charge and he had oh god it was so funny oh good times i'm actually so happy i remembered that yeah that episode was good anyway yeah so that's what happens um you are here kenix and the dion <laughs> dorian investigate assassins using bullets with auto guidance capabilities that can track and target and kill a specific person at any time again if that technology is there in 28 years we are fucked on the plus side i feel like less people would die but i don't think that's a plus side i don't think that's a plus side. I mean, i'm just saying all i'm saying is if there's a bullet with your name on it it's coming for you and you alone that's what i'm saying that's what i meant don't attack me thank you okay <laughs> um Maldonado, which is the captain, Captain Maldonado looks into the ambush that almost killed Kenix. Uh, episode 9, Unbound. Um, an advanced XRN combat android named Danica. I'm going to say her name's Danica. It could be Danisa. I think it's Danica. Uh, who operates like a soldier goes on a rampage, resulting in Kenick and Dorian seeking help from the man who created the DRN androids. Dr. Nigel Vaughan. <laughs> I, I said Vaughan. I'm sorry, Alice, you couldn't hear it. As they continue to search to stop Danica's rampage, Dr. Vaughan um, may know more than he originally leads them to believe. Yeah, because he's a bit of a bitch, to be honest. Um, ten Episode 10. I think it said Perception. Yeah, Perception. Two chrome genetically engineered girls are killed by a new designer drug which is related to the to a previous accidental drowning of another girl. Kenix and Stahl, <coughs> a chrome herself, investigate the case which leads them to the Mendel Institute where they where many students except two are chrome. Um when they find a sample of the drug, the pharmaceutical printer used leads them to a former Mendel Institute student who acknowledges making the drug called Vero, uh, but swears the printer was hacked to create a fatal dose. To create the fatal doses, the clues finally lead them to the mother of the first girl who was killed, who had killed herself after taking Vero, and hired a hacker for revenge. Meanwhile, Kenneth uses the uses drugs and a black market recollectionist doctor to try and remember more things about his treacherous ex-girlfriend Anna Moore. And when the ambush and the ambush where he lost his leg, despite Dorian and Maldonado's warning, 
He finally remembers a detail which leads him to discover his home had been bugged. What the fuck? 11. Disrupt. One year after a teenage boy is killed, was killed by an automated house security system. The owners of the house are killed when the security system is hacked. Soon after, the city's power grid is hacked with a message in memory of the teenager. After, after, afterwards, the attorney for the company that makes the security system is killed in the same way. With Rudy's help, Kenneth and Style find the hacker of the grid, off of the grid, but he is not the killer and he agrees to help them in exchange for immunity. When the killer targets another person from the com the company, Kenneth and Dorian enter the company's HQ to save her and find the killer, a teenage girl with exceptional hacking skills who was in love with the teenage boy. Meanwhile, Rudy finds some alien files in Dorian's memory which were planted there. He lies to Dorian about the files but tells Kenneth to keep an eye on him. Episode 12, Beholder. After a healthy... Healthy. A healthy came after a healthy crime is reported to have died from natural causes. Detective Style just lets Style play. Upon further investigation, they find the dead crime has DNA of seven other victims, all with good-looking facial features. Um, Kenix and Dorian are called in to use to track down a serial killer who has been using nanobot surgical systems to take facial features from his victims and transfer them oh it's another one of those and transferring them to his face for the women he loves who he has begun communicating with via um, online conversations only to learn upon meeting her that she is blind of course that sounds about right Kenix makes a move and is about to ask Detective Star out for a drink, only to find out it's too late. Now, the last episode is called Strawman, and it's a little short synopsis. Kenix and Dorian revisit a past, revisit the past when a string of murders are similar to those committed by a serial killer who was put in jail by Kenix's father. Elsewhere, Ke uh, Dorian gets his first performance re review after being reactivated. So at the beginning of the series, um, Dorian, because he was being stored basically, because they weren't using him for police work and they were going to send him to space, was reactivated. And obviously he's an emotional kind of robot. So they wanted to go basically give him a review um, about how his performance is and all that. And that is where it ends, unfortunately. And honestly, I had a wild time just reading through all of this. Like, ugh, so many memories. Oh, I didn't even tell you. This was from 2013 to 2014, filmed between that time. And what a crazy time 2013 and 14 were. Not as crazy as 2020. I mean, no one can even... Well, I won't say no one can hold a candle to 2020. I'm not putting it out there for another year to try. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, this year has been pretty wild. Um, I think that's it. I think I'll talk more... To, uh, <laughs> Let's get into what in the world this week, okay? Bye. So, I mean, I know it's been only really three weeks for you guys, but it's actually been five weeks that I actually haven't recorded a podcast episode. And I know that sounds bad, but let me just hit you with this. I re-recorded, um, I think, four episodes 
uh, five weeks ago because my niece and nephew were coming to stay. So uh, I had two weeks with my niece and nephew and you know what, it's been great because after everything that's gone on this year, you know, being able to spend time with my niece and my nephew and my brother and my sister-in-law is everything I wanted and needed to feel right in this world, you know? Um, so the kids came to stay um, as they've done for the past, I think, five summers now. Um, it was the it was just the best thing ever, you know. We were hang, you know, just hanging out, just like being together, so nice, you know, hanging out, playing games, watching films, going out, you know, when the weather didn't lose its fucking mind. I've never known weather like it. Like this great British weather, where's the fucking rain? I, I'm still not over it, guys. Like I had plans, you know, made around this COVID crisis, and the fucking sun decides this is the time to shine. Like, to the point of boiling us all alive. Is that too much? Probably, but you know me. Anyway, back to the two weeks. We spent a lot of time inside and had lots of ice cream and drinks of ice in them. And then, my beautiful mother and my wonderful, my wonderful, my wonderful father found our long lost pool. And let me tell you guys, my ass was not going outside unless it was covered in water. I'm not joking, I won't step in foot outside. And one day, my sister even made me an alcoholic beverage while I was in the pool. It was honestly the best day of my life, I'm not going to lie. Um, definitely one of the best days of 2020, I won't lie to you. I mean, I would have said I was in heaven if it weren't for the heat, do you know what I mean? Um, oh God, I need to move over. Um, yeah, so it was real nice, you know, at the start of the week. We actually ended up getting... Um, yeah, we actually got to go out. We went to uh, Greenwich Park, which was really nice, just to walk around. It's quite windy up there as well, which made it nice because it was sunny. We played some tennis. Great, great stuff. Um, yeah, uh, I think at the end of, close to the end of the stay, we did, I say, I think, I know, at the end, close to the end of the kids' stay, uh, we got to do some tie-dye. I wore gloves for like 80% of the tie-dye and then my hands are getting real, real, real sweaty. So I took them off and managed to get my hands stained. But it was alright because I fixed it with acetone. Yeah, I did. Um, it came off pretty well. Like, you really couldn't even see it. You could see it a little bit around my nails because that shit stained real fucking well. It was in there. Um, <clears throat> anyway. So, I, I want to give you a little bit more of a story. So, story? About basically what happened. So, since this year has been kind of fucked, my brother and sister-in-law decided to... So, we went to pick up my niece and nephew and came home. And then my brother and sister-in-law decided to come and stay for the weekend. And then we were all going to go back together, back to my brother and sister's house, right? Um, the weekend was really, really nice, actually. Just to spend some like, time with them, you know, do all the fun stuff. Like, it was just, it was just really nice to just... So basically, um, yeah, anyway. So, where am I going? Um... Oh, I hate when I get confused. All right, so we were going to go down there to stay there for a few days. And we had plans to kind of go. I wanted to go to Alexandra Palace because it's so nice there and you get like a view of everything. But again, the we the weather had flip-flopped. It was not as nice um, as the kids were leaving, but really nice when they were here. Anyway, so it sounds great, right? Well, it would have been more well, it would have been more enjoyable if the Red She Beast... Um, Hadn't popped by unannounced 
and uh, y'all get that I'm talking about my period. So I woke up on Monday being stepped mildly, I guess, by the demon in my ovaries. Then to add to that, everyone was making sure that they had um, all they wanted to take, you know, and whatnot in the situation. It's always kind of tense when you're going away. Um, and I had the patience of a goat. Um, not really sure why I chose goat to say that just then, to be honest. I just feel like goats are impatient. Anyway, high stress situation. And being mildly stabbed in the lady balls, uh, I then snapped at my mum as we were about to leave because she wasn't listening to me as per freaking usual. Also, I had downloaded stuff to watch in the car and then I couldn't watch them because the car was really packed um, so everyone, so that everyone had space, I had to sit in the front. Um, and I couldn't watch my stuff on my tablet because I get sick. Because <sighs> I get sick, mad. Uh, I was still being stabbed, mad. Um, was bleeding, mad. And you know, um, actually, you don't know. I was super mega fucking pissed off because of the stupid fucking sun like i get that you keep us alive but my fucking god you picked the right week to be a big yellow wanker you know what no one's ever described the sun like that but i can promise you right now that's how i felt i was like this fucking motherfucking sun why are you being so hot for why am i not being allowed to do stuff like i planned stuff and this motherfucking big fucking yellow thing decided to be so hot that we couldn't move without sweating i couldn't even blink my eyes without sweating i'm so Sorry, I got so angry, I should have warned you. Um, I was so upset. I'm still a little bit upset about it because I've never known it to be that hot. Like 30 every single day, 36, 35, 33 degrees, guys. What is this summer? Anyway, let me dial it back. Um, I can't believe I called this like a big yellow wanker. <laughs> anyway, I decided, and then... Oh, I decided to be eco and switch to eco pads. More on that in a minute. So, I had a three hour car ride while bleeding and being stabbed by it. Anytime I breathed too deep or the car moved and slowed too quickly. It was the worst car ride of my life. And I once, when I was younger, I was uh, with my school friend. And I, we were going to our house, I think. And it was snowing and we like skidded into uh, the curb like i know that's not that big of a deal i thought that was the worst car ride of my life <laughs> wrong anyway where am i going um now i don't typically get travel sick but due to my period um i kind of was uh i don't often get cramps but i do get back pain so if that's any consolation for those who get mega back cramps sorry about it anyway I got it all that fucking day. Honestly, everything. I was sick. I had headache. I had the worst sore boobs ever. I had brain fog. I had stabbing. I had it all. And I was just like, no, I can't do it. Like, I, it was so, so bad for me that day. I, I was seriously considering staying home. And if you know me, you know I'm such a fucking bitch. Like, I'm such a baby. The thought of staying at home before would scare me. But that, after that day, I was like... I might just stay here. You can go have a nice weekend. I can't do it. Just physically couldn't. But obviously I didn't. And I went because that's not me. I'm, I'm too much of a baby. I thought, I think I really weighed up my options. I was like staying home in the dark. Nobody here. No, I'm not doing it. Watch too many crime programs for that. Um, so just so you know, the fact that I was considering it really tells you how I was feeling. 
Anyway, we got to my brother's and I was like just feeling so shit. I went upstairs to my nephew's room and had a little cry to be honest and a nap. Um, which didn't help as much as I thought it would. But that's okay. Um, now uh, we've talked about how shit I felt. Let's talk about the weather. So the great British weather um, decided that it would rectify itself and be as it should be. And be fucking raining the whole four days. Like the whole three days that we were at my brother's house. And like we had planned to do stuff, we became members of the National Trust this year. I've not even been able to use my fucking membership. Still a little bit upset about that, but happy though because you know, giving the money to the National Trust helps them, you know, to keep the places nice and all that stuff, like maintenance and all that. So I don't feel bad about doing it at all. I was just happy that I was able to afford it, and we're just gonna do it. We we're gonna walk around these lovely places, and then the fucking sun was too hot, and then it was raining. Um. I didn't realise after five weeks I am still upset. Um, anyway, so it decided to be shit as it was. But with that being said, we did manage to make it to the beach, which was honestly so, 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 so nice. Um, because every single year when the kids come in the summer, we go to the beach over here on our side where we are. And we figured that we wouldn't be able to go this year, you know, um... Because, well, you've all seen the papers. You've seen Bournemouth Beach a couple of weeks back. Loaded. Um, I think a friend of mine said that they went up, tried to go up to South End and it was just fucking crazy. And I don't understand why South End Beach was that busy. South End Beach is trash. Sorry, sorry, sorry. It, it's only trash to me because it's a stony beach and I don't fuck with stony beaches. I'm a sand girl. Anyway... <laughs> Yeah, so we didn't think we were going to go because obviously lots of people would go, especially when it was hot. It was way, 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 way. <clears throat> yeah, so we didn't want to go because we thought it was going to be packed. And B, it was way, way too hot for my pale complexion to niece and nephew. Plus it would be torture to not be able to walk on a UK beach because it's so hot. I mean, I, I, have I told you this? We went to Cyprus in like 2005. It was the last holiday I had. 15 years ago. Anyway... <laughs> Anyway, I'm not mad about it. It's fine. Um, yeah, so, and I don't know. I don't know. I'm sure it's like this with other places that are hot. You can't walk on the fucking sand. And I thought, I'm not living a life. I don't want to ever experience where I go to a UK beach and I can't step my foot on the sand. I don't want to go. Anyway, <clears throat> so I didn't want to do that. and we didn't want to risk it. I didn't want to experience going to the UK beach and the sand being too hot for me to step on. What life am I even living at this point? Anyway. Um, so we went to the beach, we went to a beach up in Dorset, oh, I do forget the name, but we went to a beach in Dorset, anyway, um, the beach was nice, it was quiet, like, there was not many people on there, because of the day, it wasn't, it wasn't super cold, there was a little bit of rain, but it was a fairly warm day, I would say maybe, like, low 20s, I would say, I can't remember exactly, anyway, um, it was lovely. And it what made me really sad though is that I couldn't go into the sea with the like rest of my family that went into the sea because the painters were smashing eggs in my blood covered room. Was that too graphic? Sorry. And I was saying it was blood covered because of the stabbing. That's what I'm going with. I know I'm a dickhead. <laughs> but you already do. Um also, so that made me a little sad that I couldn't go into the water because I love the water. You should have seen me with my pictures, girl, when I was getting in that tiny literally only a tiny little bit bigger than my bath shaped paddling pool that we had 
living my best life. Also, I am, I'm tanned. Oh my God, so tanned. I didn't even need to go abroad, honey. I just needed some water underneath me. Oh, happy days. Anyway, so yeah, I was a little sad that I couldn't go into the water because I loved going in the sea last year and it was so great. And I couldn't go this year and I was very sad. I didn't even bring a swimsuit. Not that that would have bothered me. I would have got in without one, but um, yeah. <laughs> I couldn't get in the sea and I was very sad about it but anyway so that made me a little sad but I did however get my yearly beach pick with my nephew which was like a big bonus I tried to take a picture with my niece but that girl is I was gonna say she's like a whippet she's quick she's like she always wants to get in the water and I, before I never got in the water so we try and take pictures together but she's just doing her own thing I could hardly get a picture with her but every single year without fail me and my nephew have taken a picture on the beach and uh, it was just great that made me feel a little bit happier i'm not gonna lie <clears throat> something that also made me sad is we took a, fr a frisbee with us and if i wasn't already having a shit time because of the demon saw fighting in my rep room i don't know why i described it as that but <laughs> i've done it now <laughs> anyway i have frisbee trauma from last year i don't know if i told you this maybe i did i can't remember so the, the year before my sister boyfriend was like oh throw me the frisbee throw me the frisbee i'll catch it and i stupidly listened thinking that he would and his big ass hands would be able to catch it he did not i threw it it is now lost in the sea r.i.p beautiful blue ring the sea may be your home but you will always live in my heart was that too dramatic nah it was fine i do miss my big blue ring though i'm not gonna lie um anyway so after me having a frisbee on the beach was proven a bad idea i thought it would be fine it'd be cool it'd be it's fine it's not my frisbee i won't lose it it's fine so something kind of cool was happening because it was kind of windy and rainy like it wasn't raining when we were on the beach it was raining when we were walking towards the beach and kind of when we were coming back from the beach anyway so yeah it wasn't too bad weather wise but there was this thing that kept happening. We would throw the frisbee. Like these had um this is from I think it's from B and Q. I've seen it in B and Q. I don't know if they got it from B and Q, but I know it's in B and Q. Anyway, I'm gonna get me one next year. So um yeah, they had this like uh disc throwing champion lucky sucker competition disc. That's what it is. And uh, my niece, my niece, my sister-in-law was throwing it to me, and this thing would just kind of hover because like the wind was sort of picking it up. It was nuts. Kind of a spectacle to watch kind of really kind of fun to see anyway so remember that so the wind was working against us whatever and it would make this kind of hover in midair and you could kind of just pluck it out of the air it was really cool um however it was not cool when my sister's boyfriend and i were throwing it back and forth and the wind took it it just hovered and i so i threw it and i'm like oh crap my niece is sitting on the floor after coming out of the sea and I'm like, that's going to hit her in the side of the face. It's going to hit her in her face. No, it goes over, hovers literally just before my niece and BAM! Into the back of my nephew's head. I honestly, and that's what made, that's the second thing that made me sad that day. I honestly could have just cried. I felt so bad for him. Like, and then my sister said to me, oh, like we could see it, but we just couldn't do anything about it. And I sound like I'm laughing, but... It's one of those things you said every time you said that. Also, it just, it just reminded me of something. So I think it was like last year or the year before. <laughs> we had like a family gathering 
it was not this year it was last year or the year before one of those two i can't remember and we had a paddling pool at and um my aunt was walking around she had a plate of food it had like couscous and something else on it and uh, <laughs> she walked by the pool and then something happened and she fell into the pool and there was couscous all over the pool and <laughs> And that's why when I was like, we saw it happen, and I, I saw it happen, and it was in slow motion, and I just could not do anything to stop it, and that's what made me laugh, because that's what I said to my sister when I told her that happened, because she wasn't there. Hilarious. Anyway, so it had to be me. It had to be me to hit, to throw it that hit my nephew in the head. It would have made me so happy if my sister's boyfriend had done it, because then it wouldn't have been me. Anyway, so. My nephew's like upset and whatever. Obviously, this this frisbee disc is not light. It's like, like I said, it's a competition disc. It's kind of thick plastic, kind of heavy. Um, hits him in the back of the head, and he's asking my sister-in-law, his mum, <coughs> um, who did it? Who did it? And my sister-in-law said, it doesn't matter. They're both sorry. Like they're sorry. It doesn't matter. And then he's like, I just want to know who did it. And then he was like, you just want ha- an apology. So I came over to him. And I was like. Oh, I'm sorry, but I didn't mean to hit you in the head. I was throwing it at, um, whatever. I was throwing it at my sister's boyfriend, um, and it hit you, and it just, the wind kind of caught it, and he was like, it's okay. Um, but it was so bad. I should have known, to be fair, like, one time, um, we got a safety dartboard, right? You know, with the little pegs, and it's like a rubberized tip. Um, a few years back, we got one. And we were all really just living for this dartboard, right? Still am, to be fair. Um, anyway, so we got this. And I'd been throwing it. I'd been throwing, like, all three of the darts at the dartboard and all that kind of stuff. And I was like, I'm going to close my eyes and see if I can hit the dartboard. And I said this. And my nephew, so I'm sitting on the sofa. My nephew's to the, like, not super far right, but he's not in front of me at this point. He's at the right side of me. I tell him, I'm going to close my eyes and see if I can hit the dartboard. I close my eyes, I throw the dart, and it hits him in the face. Like, honest to God, you could not write this shit. Like, and I felt so, 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 so bad. So, to be fair, my thing, I shouldn't throw anything when my nephew's in the vicinity, to be fair. Um, that's on me. Yeah, no, I just wanted to say, he was fine, he was fine. I didn't leave a mark when I hit him with a frisbee, didn't leave a mark when I hit him with a um mask and i do feel bad to this day about both of those things okay i just want you to know i do feel bad about it it's never my intention to hurt my niece or nephew speaking of one time i was asleep asleep so my eyes were shut another case um and my niece was about three four maybe um and what she would do is she would sleep in the room with us whenever her mum and dad would come to stay and she would get up in the morning at the crack of fucking stupid o'clock <laughs> and she would get in because we had bunk beds. My sister was on the top bed bunk and I was on the bottom bunk and she would get into my bed with me. I'd be asleep and she would just sit there. You know, like when you watch something like you say you've got, you're on a table and you put your elbows down and you put your hands in your face and you're just like, you're so beautiful. Mm. Oh, God, I love you so much. Anyway, I don't know why you'd be doing that. That was so weird of me to say that. Anyway, so she was like that, and I was asleep, and I turned over, and I elbowed her in the face. I felt so bad, because she started crying. I wanted to cry. Oh, my God, it's devastating. That still hurts my heart now, but that was her fault. She shouldn't have been in the bed with me that close to my face. But 
I felt bad. I still feel guilty to this day. It still hurts my heart that that ever happened. Didn't leave a mark though. See, I, when it's unintentional, it doesn't leave a mark. Or maybe it does. I don't know. That would be the worst though. Anyway, yeah. So, getting back. <clears throat> also during this time, um, we had to sell the car that I've been learning to drive in, and I'm not gonna lie, I low key kind of want to cry about that. <laughs> My heart hurts to think about it. She was a black 2006, I do believe. Bald Focus, her name was Aggie. She will live on forever in my heart. I love that car. You know, my dad got rid um, He did get a new car, but that's not exactly why he was getting rid of the car. Um, of my beloved Aggie. Uh, she had some issues. I would call it like a cough sound that she was making. It was not very cute. She kept stalling. You know, she's old, you know, lots of miles on her. But she was my baby. She was my everything. I love that car. That's the car I learned to drive in. Oh. Anyway. She was supposed to be staying in the family. She was supposed to be going to my aunt. But because she was um, just not working very well. My dad was like, I can't give the car to you in this state. Which, I'm still upset. Anyway. So, she lives on in my heart. There's a memory. Love you, eggs. Anyway. Uh, so, she's in better days. And I loved her all the same, you know, she, she started, like, the paint at the front was starting to peel. Not great, but I loved her. Anyway, I'm now learning to drive in a 2012 Ford Focus. I did live in 2012. Called Mr. Lloyd. Don't even ask me about the name. Not doing it. With working aircon, that's a big plus. But it does smell like feet when you first turn it on. So, swings and roundabouts? I don't know. Okay, <clears throat> now I'm going to give you a quick MIA for why I've, quick MIA, a quick update for why I've been MIA. I didn't plan on taking any time off when I came back. My idea was I come back on the Thursday, I'll record on the Monday, get the episode out on that following Thursday. Didn't happen like that. Um, as you know, the hormones were rife. They were playing havoc. I didn't even tell you that I was three days early for my, excuse me, predicted period. And normally when my period... <laughs> when my period's predicted, I am at least a day late. Bitch, three days early, I could have killed somebody. I'm not even joking. The hormones were that fucking rife. Anyway, so they were playing havoc. I couldn't really concentrate. Add to that, and I don't want to joke, and I want to kind of just be a little bit serious. Um, the death, uh, hearing the uh, death of uh, one of my favourite drag queens, Chi Chi Devane. His real name was Xavian. Davenport that made me so upset like I'm not even joking she seemed like on um on her season and on all sides she seemed so real and like genuine and just so funny um and then <clears throat> seeing all the posts about her afterwards it just proved to me that what I saw on tv was who she was you know um that really did really did like, really upset me um and, you know, she was just so funny and there's just so many things that makes me smile about her. And she's just, she's just great. She's a really great, great person and that fucked me up. And then, not long after, hearing about the, the tragic death of uh, Chadwick Boseman. And then finding out that this dude had been battling cancer for four years and having surgeries and still went on to just, like, function. 
and be amazing. And and for me, I think we we said about five films that I knew of that he did in that time. Like I can't even function when I've got a flu. Like and I know that I'm not trying to be like oh I'm comparing. I'm just saying when I've got the flu, I can't even look straight. I can't even focus on anything. And this dude had cancer and was doing it, you know. And he just changed the lives of so many people just by being him. And that really does speak to the kind of character of the person that he was. And that really upset me as well. That was just, just really a lot. And the thing is for me, when I process things like that, like I can't then go and watch like that season of Drag Race, you know, cause I feel like I'm enjoying their like life and spirit when they're not here. And that it's just how I've always been. I can't do it. Whereas my sister's like, I need to go and watch that thing right now. And I'm just like, I can't, I just, I can't enjoy it when I'm in that state. I will be able to go on and enjoy it later on. Um, I just couldn't enjoy it at the time. I still can't really um, right now. And lastly, well, almost lastly, I haven't even told you that I started back at work. While I'm thrilled, thrilled I tell you, and I don't sound thrilled, but I've come in from a sort of different level. I am exceptionally happy and grateful and to be honest I'm so 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 happy that I am still employed I know you know there are many people out there that can't say the same and I, I, I do feel incredibly grateful to be able to say that I am employed but at the same time after five months it's so fucking tiring you don't understand you, you genuinely do not understand how tiring your job actually is like don't get me wrong like my worst my worst place <laughs> my workplace now has a thing called assisted checkout which is basically like self-service um which means anyone that's operating a till like myself is basically a cashier or we do um what's it called customer service that's what we do but it basically means if the people are getting a refund or they're paying by cash or doing an exchange they come to you and let me tell you that queue is never ending i want to pull my own fucking hair out um anyway so people are waiting in the queue and then they come over when you haven't called them add to that you have to remember to put clothes on what they are calling a covid rail you have to remember to put them in the trolley if they're not hung and you have to remember to scan them back in so they know what products we have and what products we don't have and then I have to remember to sanitize everything. Remember that people can't see me smiling, so I have to wave them over if I don't say anything. Oh, on top of that, I also have to pick up fucking parcels that are sometimes heavy and then puff for a good five minutes because the mask is, you know, covering my breathing area. And on top of that, yeah, you know, your mask should be covering, you know, the mouth and getting stressed about how many people come in and A, aren't wearing a mask and if they are wearing a mask, they take it off when they come into the shop, which aggravates the fuck out of me. And then they just, or, or if they have the mask on, it's under the nose. What's the fucking point? Don't wear a mask. At this fucking point, like, it drives me, it drives me crazy. And, you know, you can tell, you know, I'm not over it at this point. Like, either wear it or don't. In the first place, like, I'm telling you, fucking over the idiots that do that it drives me nuts <laughs> also real quick um i when i went to work find it found it a little bit hard to wear the mask the worst that i was wearing anyway um because my chest was acting up and technically according to the guidelines of the 
government, <coughs> I'm exempt from wearing a mask. I have two exemptions. One, because the inflammation in my chest makes it a little bit harder for me to breathe. And two, because I had a heart problem growing up. I still wear a mask. Um, I know that not everybody can for uh, certain reasons. I just think if you can, you should. I can, even though I'm exempt, I can wear a mask. So I do. I just wanted to put that out there. Okay, back to the me trying to be eco-friendly thing. As you, if you know, and if you've listened to the episode, uh, the eco-friendly episode I did, you will know that I got reusable pads. Um, so when I was leaving for my brothers, I, did, I was like deciding, um, when I was leaving for my brothers, excuse me, and I discovered that the river was running red with the blood of my enemies, I was like, should I use my reusable ones or should I take the box of disposable that I had left from the last time I bought pads, which was like some point in 2019. Um, <clears throat> so I decided to stick to my guns and go eco, which, you know, I was proud of. And then ensued another problem. I was hormonal. I was emotional. I was upset. Too much of a wuss to ask my sister-in-law if I could put my reusable pads in her washing machine. So for those of you who don't know, you rinse them after use, right? And then you leave them to dry. Except, and then you wash them once they're dry. Except for, they didn't dry effectively. Not really sure why that was. They started to smell. And that's the only reason they smelled. Like, I really want to put it out to you. They did not smell because of the process that they were going through. They smelled because they didn't dry properly. And I know this well, way too well. I always leave, I'm, I wash my clothes, then I forget about them. Then I'm like, fuck, take them out of the washing machines. And because they're so wet and they already start to dry, when they fully dry, they stink. So you have to rewash them. But you have to let them dry before you rewash them or they will still stink. That's just how it works for me anyway. So now that we've cleared that up, um, it did, as much as I was annoyed about the fact that that was happening and they smelled and I didn't know how to fix that or remedy that and I was still too much of a wish to ask my sister if I could put them in a washing machine. Like, <laughs> it was a whole thing. Because it's not even that. I could put them in with something that I was wearing and then when they got them out, they'd be like, what the fuck is this? I just didn't want to do that. I was feeling very subconscious. Anyway, it did make me think about how to approach it in the future. So I'm kind of happy that I did it, even though um, <laughs> it went the way it went and I was still like kind of unhappy about it. Um, is there anything else? I feel like there was something else. Um, uh, oh yeah, I went on a date. Thank you so much for listening. I work really hard on making these and I truly love making them for you to enjoy. I interrupt this outro to tell you to follow me at the Untitled VK on Insta and at the Untitled Nonsense Podcast on Facebook where you can leave a comment, question or topic suggestion. Sameless promotion over. I hope you have an amazing week and I will talk to you more like talk at you. Later. Peace.